Jason Fury. Yes. Did you know that in Matt Reeves's The Batman, <laughs> the four what? What's so funny? Reeves's multiple Reeves's. Reeves. Yeah. Um, Batman's four note musical motif, which bears a strong resemblance to Nirvana's "Something in the Way," mm-hmm. also shares its first. Actually, it's entire notes with John Williams's The Imperial March from Star Wars. I saw a video of somebody comparing the two. Is that true? It is true. They're the same notes. And now it's not like reminiscent of the Nirvana song. Isn't it like straight up the Nirvana song? Don't they like sing the lyrics at one point? Oh, the, oh, the song is definitely in the movie twice. It's like something. It's, it's basically, I, I was getting real malignant vibes going on here. I think it's throughout like the entire film I could have sworn it was just like rattling in my brain maybe it's well, just because I'm watching a lot of social media posts and they keep playing it thank you for that yeah 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 um, now yeah. now I see it <laughs> um it was it was definitely an earworm it was and an earworm, yeah. So the the did you know is that it's it shares the same notes as the the Star Wars song, as and, as as the Imperial, Imperial March March from yeah. John Williams. Yeah, I mean, I think I knew that because I saw a video about it, but I guess I didn't. It was just a musician like TikTok or something, and they were comparing the two and mixing it up, and then at the end he's like, "And it's Nirvana." It's like, okay, and cool. And it's Nirvana. Right. How appropriate. Yeah, I have a feeling, you know. We're old enough to have lived through the Nirvana wave and Kurt Cobain uh, death and all that. Like, from what I know about Kurt Cobain, he probably would have hated that he was in this. I think so too. I think he would have been like, "Don't put me in a superhero movie." I think it's kind of disrespectful to Kurt Cobain to slam it in this movie, <laughs> even if you well, like the movie. It's just like he wasn't about that kind of stuff. I mean, we'll, we'll obviously we'll get into it in a bit. But I think that there's there's definitely a reason that they were referencing Kurt Cobain. Right. Um, it's a little on the nose, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe they should have. I mean, I I like the reference as far as uh, how he how he um, you know how he compares to the character of Bruce Wayne in the story. Right. But as far as musically, it felt a little bit strange. A little, a little too upfront, maybe. A little too on the, little too. Like we're gonna base the character loosely off this person, and with the music, I don't know. It was strange. It was a little yeah. strange. But people love it. People are slurping it up, like uh, you know, it's like uh, you got uh, Lucky Charms, and people like to eat Lucky Charms. But then when you make a bowl of just the marshmallows, that's what they're doing. They're like gobbling it up, like it's just a bowl of Lucky Charms marshmallows. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's like an excessive feast. Right. Anyway, uh, that was a stupid analogy. Adam Roth. Yar. Did you know, or should I say, did you consider or think about the fact that Matt Reeves and Tim Burton are the only two directors to helm both a Batman film and a Planet of the Apes film? Are we talking about in the in the scheme of Batman movies? 
I'm just saying, Matt Reeves directed the Batman, Tim Burton directed Batman and Batman Returns, and then Tim Burton also directed Mark Wahlberg's Planet of the Apes, and Matt Reeves right. directed the latter two Planet of the Apes trilogy movies. I don't know if that, that did occur to me, but when you say it, it does occur to me. Yeah, I think that's why it's more of a, like, did you consider? Because you kn- you know those things exist, but I didn't put two and two together until just recently. I'm like, oh, shit, that's interesting. That's that's pretty good. Um, I did not necessarily put those two things together, so good one. Well there, well, there you go. Good one. That's a good one. So now I don't know. Maybe someone else can parrot that, and we'll go viral, baby. Good one, Jason. Okay, so we got a lot to unpack here. We're talking about 2022s. That's this year, my man, the Batman. Um, that, mm-hmm. I think I think that's the, I think we're done. That was the episode. All right. Well, I said my piece. I'm, I feel good about it. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about Planet of the Apes. I'm good. I don't have anything else to say. Um. Check. Check. I am the knight. I am vengeance. So, leading up to the Batman, wh- where is your hype meter? How how like did the trailer get your gears going? Were you excited? Were you like, yes, I'm ready for uh, a yet darker Batman than what we've gotten? I'm ready to keep sliding down the dark Batman well, slide. Well, look, I'm. It's no secret that I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit superheroed out. Yeah, yeah. Um, you need a vacant. I need a, I need a superhero vacay. Mm-hmm. And um, though Batman is probably my favorite cinematic superhero. Which we um, went over in our very first Zero episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think a combination of my getting older and more jaded and also my superhero fatigue, I... You know, someone asked me, you know, how how stoked are you from from one to stoked? Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't think I was incredibly excited for this movie. Um, I mean, I was looking forward to it, but I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't uh, I wasn't wearing a diaper to the theater, if you know what I mean. Oh, I know what you mean. Um. And I feel like, you know, this is just this is just a phenomenon of getting older, you know. But I, when I was younger and I saw Batman Forever, I was I was absolutely stoked. Right. I was even stoked for Batman and Robin. Right. Uh, I was even stoked for Batman Begins. Well, we're in the '90s, man. Like, the, 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 as much as people bash those '90s movies, people, it was electric, man. People were really excited about those movies. Like the general public, the movie lines, the theater reactions. That that was a good time. People were and really we, into those. And we were the and we were exactly the right age to be. Oh yeah. The reci- the recipient of all the marketing and all the, the toys, toy the cereal I mean, boxes. We were, we were we were the target market. Yeah, they were pinpointing you and I specifically for those Batman movies. Love them or hate them, we were who they were trying to get to the theater. Their objective was met. I went to the theater several times to see those movies. Um, yeah, I was. I so I, I've I've been stoked historically for Batman movies. Yeah. Um, Dark Knight, I think carried with it a bunch of hype. Oh yeah, Heath Ledger uh, stuff. I came into it pretty hyped. 
Um, this one, I think I just, we're, we're, we're too, we're, we're too recent to have seen iterations of Batman on the screen for it right. to feel like a, like a true reboot. Right. It felt, it felt just like a, a pivot into another multiversal timeline or something. And, right. you know, as, as is the thing right now. Well, we've got the Ben Affleck movies that are super fresh, especially if you consider the re-release of the Snyder Cut, which Batman featured much more prominently in. Um, so right. we've seen him in Batman vs. Superman. We saw him in Justice League and then again in Zack Snyder's Justice League and his little cameo in Suicide Squad. Um, and then the internet is abuzz with bringing back Keaton's 89 Batman and Affleck for one last time. So we're going to get two more Batman appearances. We saw Bruce Wayne in the Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. We've gotten a version of Batman in the Titans show. We've got a version of Wayne in the, the Gotham show. So there's no like shortage of it. So and, I think I'm going to, you know, yeah. And even, even, even Joker felt like, even though it didn't have Batman proper in it, I mean, it felt like it was a Batman totally, movie. Totally a Batman movie. Yeah, yeah. And we've, we've discussed that in a previous episode, so highly recommend people listen to that one. We disagree pretty hard in that one. But, uh, yeah, we can agree that there is no shortage. I, I don't feel like we've built up... We, we haven't had enough time to hype it. I, I was excited to hear that there was a new Batman movie coming out um, by Matt Reeves, because I just like a lot of his films. I think the Planet of the Apes trilogy, particularly the entries he was involved with, are some of the most underrated movies in recent memory. But um, but but I actually wasn't I wasn't like dying to see this movie. I wasn't like I gotta get it, you know, like I'm dying. Batman's back, baby. Like he to me, he never really went anywhere. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I I knew I was gonna see it the first week it released, so I was hyped enough to go to get to the theater. But I wasn't really, I didn't have a lot, like I wasn't really super stoked or super bummed. I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, I'll go see it. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, I was I was about the same. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. Because, yeah, in, historically I would be going apeshit for something like this. I think it's just too, 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 what's, what's the expression? Too many, too soon, too, something too, like that. something like that. Um, it's yeah, just, I get it. It's been, just, yeah, it's just like, it's just oversaturated oversaturated with batmans batman uh, batman yeah uh and um but you know the the trailer came out looked looked good i was digging you know the approach it seemed like they were taking but it just felt like um you know it looked like they were doing now the Nolan, the when I when I when I say it looked like they were doing a Nolan thing, mm -hmm. I feel like with with the Christian Bale movies, I felt like the first one, Batman Begins, was a very specific kind of Finchery aesthetic, mm -hmm. um, and then the last two kind of pivoted into more of like a kind of um, Michael Mann kind of. Uh, you know, it, it felt it felt like it was more on the of a, street kind of thing. On the streets, big you know, uh, football stadiums, you know, the big truck, the know. eighteen wheeler scene, 
Yeah, there was just the car it was, chase, it was, flipping the Joker's it, truck. They shot it more on location. It just felt bigger and and like there was more um, the streets more of, of Chicago or wherever they were. Streets of Chicago, streets of Pittsburgh. It was a bigger scope. Yeah. Um, but everything I was seeing for this movie kind of looked very much Batman Begins. Right. Um, um, and that's not a knock. I mean, I like I like that aesthetic. The thing, the thing about this movie is, I'll admit. So I, I don't want to get into like heavy opinions just yet. But when the credits rolled, I was just kind of like, "All right, like that happened." I wasn't like, I wasn't like that's a masterpiece, or I wasn't like, "Oh, that sucked. We didn't need that." I was just kind of in this like mass state, which is weird because I usually kind of lean one way or n- another. I, I did need to think about it more, but the more I thought so wait, about it, so wait, um, you just gave. You just gave your opinion of the movie, right? Well, general, a general opinion. But no, it's more dynamic than that, which we can get into. But I, my initial reaction is what I gave away. Gotcha. Which was kind of not underwhelmed, but just kind of like I was satisfied with it. But I wasn't like, this is great. You know, like, I didn't think it was the, the next best thing in the superhero genre. But what I came to realize over the past few days since I've seen it was what I really appreciated about this movie you know i'm a big comic book fan i read a lot of dc comics and marvel blah 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 blah. i read a lot of batman comics and you know when you're shopping the aisles of the comic store there's the type of person that's picking up batman proper the ongoing you know action blockbustery tons of character kind of vibe and then there's the detective comic side where it's more about the the crime scenes and the investigative side of batman and I don't think any of the previous movies really played up on the detective side of Batman all that well. I think the video games accomplished it pretty pretty wonderfully. Uh, the Arkham games that were some of the best Batman media I've ever experienced. Um, but the movies didn't. So while that's not typically my favorite form of Batman, I appreciated that this type of Batman movie now exists. So there's a little bit more for everybody out there. Like, what what flavor of Batman do you want, basically? Because the stuff I like has already kind of happened. <laughs> um, and then this kind of stuff, I can t- I totally get why people like it, but it's not my, like, favorite version of Batman. Um, my... I'm not going to say my reaction yet. Um, what are you going to save it for? Uh, the next podcast about Paddington 2 or some crap? We, this is the time, baby. Tell you what. Next episode, I will tell you what I think, <laughs> what I think about the theme of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a deal. Um, I... You little first tease. Of all, I, first, first of all, I thought it started kind of interestingly. Um, it did the same thing that the that Joker did, where the title of the movie just kind of flashes on the screen real quick, and it's just like, boop, mm-hmm. little... I thought that was kind of interesting. Interesting, uh, good. Interesting, bad. Interesting, hmm. It's it's very it's very contemporary. It seems right. like something that that movies are doing. It seems like a trend, okay. where you just have and, and and I think it harkens back to older movies. And I'm not I'm not sure exactly what at the, uh, at the moment, but I think it's it's kind of a uh, kind of a a vintage thing. Well, it's like a 70s crime yeah, it's, it's, noir. It's very, it's very like, 70s. This movie is absolutely inspired by like 70s crime 
films like you know like Chinatown and stuff like that and very noir inspired you know with the blacks and the reds it's almost like a modern noir in that sense and then obviously we'll, we'll get into like our, the, this version of Gotham and, and the characters that populate it but yeah I mean I think it's totally studying 70s style crime and and borrowing heavily um but i thought it it's it started out kind of i i'm always i'm always looking for how how these movies choose to get going mm-hmm. and i thought it was you know you, you you have the title pops up and then you have like a rear window kind of like pov of someone looking through uh you know presumably binoculars or something Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting, right? Very like uh, Empire Strikes Back or something, Battle of Hoth vibes. Well, it's just it's just not what you would think. It's not what you think a Batman movie how it would begin. Mm-hmm. Um, but to to cut it short, um, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when the when the credits rolled. I was like, that was that was pretty good, yeah. Um, but I wasn't like, I wasn't beside myself with, uh, you know, I wasn't like. Um, you didn't have that like, super satisfied was, movie feeling. Like now that was a movie. I can't wait to dive into talking about it and recommending it. Like it just kind of happened. It just happened. It just happened. Um, no, but uh, you know what? I, I I appreciated what they went for. I think Same, it was a valiant. Yeah. It was a valiant effort. Right. Uh, I feel like it was a. It was clearly there was thought put into it, and clearly, Matt Reeves was trying to construct something that had a, a strong vibe to it. Right. Particularly, particularly, it's a strong Seven and Zodiac vibe. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but. It did not necessarily leave me with the feeling that I had to go watch it again. Right. Um, yeah, it, it felt was, like it was, it was very familiar yet very original at the same time. It, it it definitely had a signature on it that was totally like a Matt Reeves kind of like I want this movie to be this vibe. I totally felt that. But you know, there there I feel like it's now we're so deep in Batman history that like we can just pluck from all kinds of you know there's so many different nods to different comic books from you know like there's like long Halloween references there's Batman year one references there's Earth one Batman references from the comic they they took a lot of things they even took so much from or not so much but like when Falcone is talking about Bruce watching him from the stairs as a kid that's like ripped right from the pages of a comic which makes me think is this set in the <laughs> long Halloween universe it's kind of strange but um, as more references and nods to the comics came through uh, it was kind of obvious that oh he's just like plucking moments that he enjoyed from the comics and kind of mashing them in there which is cool uh, like, I get it it's good for fans you know it's a comic first and foremost yeah, it felt it it had it had a a particularly uh comic book. I mean, I'm not admittedly I like comic books, but I'm not a heavy reader. 
Mm-hmm. I, I have read The Long Halloween. Uh, I could see the similarities, definitely in the, in the tone. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely felt like they were trying to, you know, per blockbuster movies' mandate, it seemed like they were trying to keep the, you know, give these big stakes, these big city city scale stakes, mm-hmm. you know, with the, with the, um, what was it like, uh, the levee or something like that with the with the dam, right. breaking. At the, yeah, the that was there. a that didn't fit, that didn't feel right to me. That was that was a little bit. I was like, wait, there's a there's that really summer, only one. That was everything about this movie is kind of anti-blockbuster leans way more in the um you know crime investigative kind of drama thing but that was totally like blockbuster moment like oh shit the the streets are flooding and the all the copycats are coming out and shooting at batman and like yeah the the last act was definitely a little bit more in line with comic book tropes yeah once they pulled that rug out from riddler's apartment Mm-hmm. And you had and you had the revelation of the trucks, right? It was like, oh, okay, we're get, we're getting some some city citywide bombing kind of stuff going right. on. But everything else was so self-contained and gritty and like claustrophobic, like you know, like like the shadows were just coming in on everybody in this movie from all angles, and it was just really difficult to breathe. Uh, and then yeah, then it was this big pan out kind of action set piece, right? And really, yeah. No, I mean, and that and that's fine. It it felt like it was sort of kind of checked off the the blockbuster thing. I mean, it's like they spent I don't know I don't know what the budget was on this, but it was clearly big. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just seems like they can't help themselves when they when they do movies at this scale. That it's like, all right, we got to we got to give them the spec, we got to give them the fireworks, we got to give them the spectacle. Yeah, it's like, can you imagine, uh, like, Paul Dano's The Riddler is kind of mirrored after the Zodiac Killer or, you know, like, 70s-era serial killer vibe, you know? Which which I which I thought was a cool angle. Which is great, but can you picture any of those people, like, any of those serial killers going from offing, like, political figures or random people on the street or people that know too much to, ex- like, exploding the wall around a city with... Like, that's just a completely different type of villain, you know? Like, the dastardly, like, big spectacle stuff. Like, these serial killers don't think that broadly. Like, what did it accomplish? Like, how did it fulfill any... I don't know. It just didn't make sense for the character up to that point. Just this nerdy, kind of recluse, offing different characters, kind of parallel to Batman's uh, input. It, It... that stuff was super interesting to me, but yeah, when he became just a, like a, Unabomber type, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, that was that was definitely a little kind of a Nolan-y Bond, kind totally of Nolan. Uh, yeah, it felt very Nolan. I could see that happening in like the third movie. The third. I Nolan. mean, that's bas- that's basically yeah, that's basically what what uh, what happened in the Dark Knight Rises, right? With all the mm-hmm. with all the the bombs going off around Gotham, and you just get the, police the, like, let's all get together. Fifth. 500 police and run through the streets everyone in the everyone in the sewers everybody let's get in the most dangerous place we could possibly go all at once can i stay out no no you you too we're all going to the sewers. everybody in the pitch black it's fine you'll figure it out <laughs> everyone everyone in 
It's like, everybody, we got room. That was ridiculous. Um, and, any poop. I liked I liked these the zodiac angle. I thought that was that was that was neat. We've never seen uh, a, a riddler like this. I'll give him credit. It was pretty interesting. Which, which, which is which is strange when you think about it. When you think about like riddles and ciphers, and it's just like, oh yeah, that makes so much sense that you would that you would do that angle. Yeah, um, like I was waiting for the piece of paper with like magazine clippings to show up. But I guess the Riddler did that in the 90s Batman. <laughs> Even though it was more like birthday card looking. I was talking more like the gritty, can't trail my handwriting way. And I liked I liked how they kind of married it to the sort of QAnon internet, internet age thing. Oh, totally. It was like 4chan chat rooms and shit. Like with people, you know, it's like they got 500 followers. It's like that's not that many, but when they get together they can do a lot of damage which is obviously a nod to our times with what happened with like the capital and everything you know like yeah people can organize on the dark corners of the internet and cause some serious damage now tell me if i'm correct on this because i my, my my friend that i saw it with wasn't um wasn't clear either so when they unmask that one riddler goon in the end mm-hmm. the broken nose is that this? Is that the same guy that sort of uh, that sort of tr- uh, said something to Bruce at the at the at the funeral? Like I swore, I've seen you somewhere before. Wasn't wasn't that him? I don't know because his face was put... all bloody and his nose was broken, so it was hard. But they did focus on that character quite a bit at the funeral. At the funeral, and you know the theory is that's Joe Chill. Who's that's responsible? What he, that's, what he, that's what he looked like. Yeah, who's responsible for Bruce's parents' death? Um, but yeah, I can't confirm that. I don't know. It's an interesting theory, but I, I, I'm, I mean, the IMDb. Or the, I mean, it's an actor portrayed it, and he wasn't like hidden. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. Yeah, I could, I couldn't find any info either way for it. But just I'm curious. Led, I would guess no. I think the. I was a little confused in that scene because they were trying to make it seem like it was more important than it was. And I was kind of like, wait a minute, was was the Riddler just one of many? And it was more of this hive mind thing? And Paul Dano was just one of like hundreds? Or was there a true mastermind? I couldn't, like I was a little lost at that point of the movie. And then I realized, oh, it's just a goon. Right. And the, But they all had the exact same like uh, jackets and, and masks. Right. Yeah, they were all and, and, and glasses. They all needed glasses, <laughs> right? Yeah, the, the white hip. The, see those? Those are kind of like trendy glasses. Like I know, it was like used to be kind of creepy '80s uncle, but uh, they're kind of hip now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, what did we think of uh, of Paul Dano's portrayal of the Riddler? Um, I. I can't say anybody was bad in this movie. I thought the cast was fantastic, and I thought he didn't have a ton of... I mean, he had, he had a lot of dialogue, but not. it felt like you know he was masked most of the time and hidden and in shadows, and when they did show glimpses of him, I thought it was a really unique way to film him. Like, he's a big-name actor, but they still kept him hidden quite a bit, and that's totally the vibe you get when you hear about all these serial killers and murderers out there on like these TV shows and then when you get a glimpse of like 
the actual murderer, like when the ski mask isn't on, you're kind of like, oh my goodness. Like, you know, and I totally felt that with Dano, like when he's in the diner and you get like up close look at him in the jail. I'm kind of like, man, this, this dude is scary. <laughs> yeah, I thought he did good. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. Short answer is good. He did good. Yeah, exactly. He, d- good. he did good. 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 Um, I don't. I don't think there was necessarily a weak link acting wise. I think everyone was pretty strong. Yeah, I did a a one minute movie review of this, and I was kind of considering like some of the negatives, and I was like, okay, some of the cast, who we got here, but not a single cast member I thought was poor that was considered mainline actor or you know big supporting actor they everybody did fantastic and uh i have to say robert pattinson was was uh a great batman yeah I, uh, and, yeah and he was a great bruce wayne so i can't i feel like i can't comment on his bruce wayne that much because he's pretty much just um like a loner at this point and kind of recluse recluse whatever you say um which i thought was appropriate made sense narratively was an interesting angle you know in nolan's batman for example to deal with public, that pain he just public went, he, playboy well he did he ended up doing that but before he was public playboy he traveled the world for like seven plus years remember to do his training right, right so he right. that version of bruce wayne got out of dodge this version of bruce wayne stayed put and just sulked in his mansion so i thought that was an interesting juxtaposition of like one of the Bruce Wayne's was wanted to distract himself and go teach himself how to fight and leave, skip town for a long time and then come back and adopt that persona to, you know, distract people away from the fact that he's Batman. But this one, totally not doing that. He's just sulking and sitting in this dank ass mansion, um, just really, really angry and sad. Like, I don't know, this version of Batman would get all kinds of like ulcers and like body chemistry prop like the amount of stress that he puts on himself is just uncanny um i thought so as as far as the the nirvana reference so apparently matt reeves was listening to a lot of nirvana while he was doing this uh you don't say i i i do say oh and uh i think I think that was his inspiration for Bruce Wayne right. in this movie, apparently. Uh, I thought I think that's cool. I like the idea of this sort of weirdo hanging around reclusively, uh, you know, uh, not knowing what to do with themselves and their time and their money. And even um, getting called out for it. Like, the second he's in public, the governor or whoever it was is just like, you could do a lot more to help this city. You're just, what are you doing, dude? Which and and it, it makes sense, I. Uh, well, because he's a head, far- you know he's a well-known household name who helped build the his family is like the foundation of Gotham. Right. So I liked I liked that angle. Yeah. Um, have we? Is there a comic book counterpart to that? I mean, I don't know. Maybe Earth One gets a little bit. I, not that I not to this extent not not super I don't know I I try to avoid the word emo it's more just kind of just depressed you know with some mental health issues obviously from trauma uh very grounded realistic version of somebody that went through the amount of trauma that he did 
um, as a young boy. So yeah, I thought it was very, I think grounded and realistic is a, an appropriate description of this Bruce Wayne. But we didn't see, what is it, 5, 10% of the movie, he's Bruce Wayne? He's Batman like 90% of the time in this movie. Yeah. He's suited up from like the first 10 minutes kicking ass and pretty much in costume with the police like pretty much the entire movie i i don't i would be interested to compare how long people were in the bat suit i think this knocks it out of the park by far what as far as his his batman like how much he was in costume on screen oh Oh, yeah oh yeah it it was like the entire movie yeah um uh all the scenes with zoe kravitz uh fantastic yeah she yeah really good she never she never bothers to know that he's bruce wayne that that doesn't even come up that's she Uh, might know she might who knows right or just not care Uh like i don't know audience cares about that kind of stuff there was there was like an undercurrent of the identity stuff which was a little confused like he didn't want to reveal himself but i don't know it was just kind of interesting. People are like take off his mask. <laughs> it's like I want to nah, see who this is. Just, nah, give him, let him have his privacy. I think Spider-Man handled that really well in Spider-Man Two when right, right, he had to have his mask off to like save a ton of people, and everybody saw it, and they're just like, we're not going to tell anybody. Right, like like New York really got his back. He earned their trust. Um, which is not realistic at all, by the way. Some dipshit would put it on TikTok in five seconds. Were they were they doing a thing with at the with the interrogation with the with the Riddler? He kept calling it Bruce Wayne. Was Just doing he, the Joker all over again? Yeah, and then he like looked at like the camera. He looked he right saw, in the camera. He looked right in the camera, but then did they kind of did they kind of the then implication they, was that he knew that he, that who he was. But yeah, then they kind of, but then they kind of went back on it that he was just emphasizing the name Bruce Wayne and that he wasn't. And then he, he continued actually, saying that Bruce and, Wayne's the one that does the yeah, right. So he had he he didn't know. No, the way I interpreted that scene was that he did know. Um, okay, and and I I feel like he emphasized his name to let them to know, like eye to eye. And when he looked the camera in the eye, which is us, it was kind of like us in Bruce Wayne's shoes and that look that he gave us was him saying I know exactly who the fuck you are and mm-hmm. I kind of felt that when I was watching it like oh shit he knows who I am like because you know, and I feel like that was just us it was a creative cinematic way to have us feel what Bruce Wayne was feeling because we're all thinking like does he know and then I think right after I thought that he looked me right in the eye and I was like oh my god that was a great scene <laughs> mm-hmm because that doesn't, you know, that break doesn't really happen that often. But no, I, if I had to put money on it, I would say that he knows he's Bruce Wayne. But remember, most of this movie, like the the way they set his character up was he was he thought that Bruce or that Batman was helping him, that they were two peas in a pod. Right. So that's that would explain why he didn't reveal his identity you know why he didn't later i'm not sure maybe he still had to think about it or maybe there was a bigger plan i don't know um how did we feel about uh oswald cobblepot 
strange casting, but it, I thought it worked really, really well. I, I thought he, <laughs> yeah. he he was a great character. Like it was very it was very Dick Tracy. Yeah, totally. And I don't get me wrong, I love Danny DeVito's penguin in Joe in Batman Returns. It's like over the top, like, you know, cast you know, cast away, like parents threw you pretty much threw you in the garbage. <laughs> um and he's just this monster. But this one was like interesting because he was kind of like kind of a tony soprano type where he was like suave but you know a little mangled and overweight but his he just eschewed this, this confidence that let him still dress dress up completely and like go to these clubs and like just mingle and schmooze and I, he, he just seems like a cockroach in this movie and it, it was just a really good portrayal i think yeah i I was impressed. I would have ne- if if you told me to watch this movie and I had no idea that Colin Farrell was in it. Mm-hmm. I still wouldn't you, know. And you told uh, and you and you dared me and paid me money to guess who that was. I I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Why would um, they do that? It's just so interesting. I wonder how that audition went, or like how you even like. I got the perfect role for you. You're like one of the most beautiful men, but we're gonna make you the Penguin. Like, why? What's up with that? I mean. I thought about that because I thought, you you know, um, uh, Gordon's, Gordon's the the commissioner that was the, that was Gordon's upper guy, uh, superior in the beginning of the movie that got killed. Right, right. I was like, dude, this that guy should have been Penguin. I was like, that guy's like, that guy sounded like a penguin. He looked like a penguin. <laughs> but then I thought, well, okay, well, I guess the what you do with these movies is you populate it with name actors right i mean that's how you think that was the reason is colin farrell really a ticket seller i mean he's a name i mean he's a name he's a he's a marquee he's a marquee name i guess he's not it's he's not you know he's not robert pattinson but he's you know he's a good actor though yeah ever seen uh in bruges you know i i have to be honest i never actually watched it what in bruges never watched in Bruce. Oh, I mean, it's a good, that's a good, that means you get to watch it for the first time still. It's exciting. Yeah. I, I started to watch it and for whatever reason, I didn't continue watching it. Was it more like in snooze? No, it just did. I just didn't let it get its hooks in me. What, what was it? Brent, Brendan Gleeson. See the yeah. other actor in it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. It's a good one. Um, the Lobster recently I thought was pretty interesting as well. I wouldn't say it's a great film, but it was a good performance. And he's in a new movie that's on like Netflix that looks really interesting. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I think we've got so we've got the the Riddler, the Penguin, Catwoman, Batman, Commissioner Gordon. Who are we missing there? Um, I mean John Turturro. We just I feel like Carmine Falcone. Wasn't he just in a movie we were talking about? Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. He was great. I thought he was a good Carmen. He was just such a sleaze bucket. He just did it so well. Yeah, he was good. Did you did you feel the length of this movie? You know, I gotta I complain about it, and I think three hours is kind of ludicrous for a movie of this ilk. I think that's just way too long. Um, but I have to say, I was pretty gripped the whole way through, so I can't really complain. I 
I do think that a few scenes meandered a bit and there could have been some work in the editing room to trim this down but I think we're just in this age of like director's cuts and studios are catching on they're like you know we should just give these directors what they want so it doesn't backfire and a lot of directors go long tail you know they go long form and they they don't chop it up to fit these studio requirements so part of me appreciates that it's three hours but part of me was also like could have been two and a half and probably just as effective yeah, there were there were definitely parts where I felt like I was tuning out a little bit with some of the some of the Falcone stuff. Yeah, I mean it was long, man. Three hours is a long. That's that's like a Lord of the Rings movie, dude. An epic, yeah. like a historical yeah. epic or a fantasy epic, like Titanic. I get I get it for those types of stories, but for a Batman movie, that's I. I that's one of the only things I would probably change. I would tighten this movie up a little bit. Yeah, I think I probably would have too. Um, but I was still engaged. Yeah, uh, so I mean, it's not like it doesn't. It's going to affect my rewatching it, like definitely. Like I would, if this was two hours long, I'd have probably rewatched it before we filmed this or recorded this. But three hours, I was like, oh, I don't know if I got time for that shit, man. Yeah, it was long. Um, how'd you think of that? Uh, what'd you think of that there Batmobile? I dug it, man. I thought it was great. I'm a big fan of the show uh, Supernatural. Obviously, there's a huge car prominently displayed in that one. It's like Impala or something, and it's just, just like a monster, almost like a Ghost Rider style like beast. And they totally presented this one as just this this like fire breathing dragon of a thing that's like DIY kind of weird custom thing but I, I thought it was really cool it, it's one of my favorites i think it's not classic batman but it's just like a cool it just made a lot of sense for this character like he's i can picture him being like a gearhead and like tooling around with it to just escape himself um and it was a monster it was very very mo- monstrous yeah i it sounded monstrous but i mm-hmm. think i i still I still, you know, it, it was lit well. It, you know, you didn't really get a great look at it in the movie mm-hmm. to its to its benefit. I did buy the Lego set. Oh, you did? Yeah, I got the Lego set. It's nice. Is that like the uh, the Batcave? Or no, it's just straight just up the Batmobile. I bought the Batmobile, and then I bought um, it's like the Bat Signal with the motorcycles with Batman and Catwoman. Mm-hmm. So I just got I just got a little of the vehicle sets. I thought it would be cool, but I didn't yeah, open it, was, it yet because I was like, "What if the Batmobile sucks? Do I want this thing?" But so I waited. But now I'm going to open it and build it because I liked it. It it worked in the context of the movie, but I <clears throat> I still can't help but think, you know, as sort of um, as sort of I, I guess the bat suit wasn't ornate. But it was definitely something that was that was worked on, mm-hmm. you know, in in the reality of this movie. And I can't help but think, couldn't they have just tweaked the car a little bit to make it look a little bit otherworldly and just make it look a little bit, sort of not like just a, a car? Yeah, but, but this is so grounded. It's a nip. It's a nitpick. It's a nitpick. Yeah, this is this goes back to my comment on something for everybody. I think 
none of these old Batman movies are going anywhere, and there are elements that I do enjoy. Like I do enjoy the the bat, you know, like the batarang around the turn with the huge Keaton Batmobile just chugging down these streets. Like I love that stuff. But yeah, you're right. It doesn't that wouldn't fit in this movie, you know. So I think no. the I thought it was cool. It was kind of an iteration of the Tumblr, you know, a little bit more gritty, like toolhead version of the Tumblr. Um, I think I, I just thought it was cool. It seemed personal and like very much a part of this Batman's character. Like he was connected to it. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I I, I grew to accept it. I think when I first saw it, I was like, "That's it. It looks like a just like a it muscle looks just car. like a muscle, just like a muscle car." And it kind of is, but. I don't know. It had some elements to it that I thought were pretty cool, and the, it can evolve. You know, this is the dawn of Bat. This Batman, we're gonna see stuff kind of maybe get closer to familiar Batman elements. Right. I think the I think the Batmobile will probably get some modifications in the next movie. Um, overall, though, I I I think I I I liked it. I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. Um. I think I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not like Gaga over it. It's not my favorite Batman movie, um, but it was cool, and it was a great movie to add to the legacy. Like another, you know, another respectful addition to this long-standing franchise that just endlessly reinvents itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The latest Batman. Yeah, there'll be another in a few years, and then another in a few. We're gonna see so many more Batman movies in our lifetime. And we already have, uh, as of this movie, we already have a new Joker, I guess. Yeah, what'd you think of that? We've seen this uh, actor show up in The Green Knight and The Eternals, and I think he was in Peaky Blinders as well. Um, he's 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 popping into a lot of big movies. Very Kyogen? Is that how you say it? Sure. I was just not Something. saying his name purposefully, so you would try it. Um, it seems like strange... I like him, but it just seems like I don't know. There's not there's not really a lot to go on other than like the little dialogue he had in this movie. Um, I mean, I, mean, I, guess I, he, I think he's he got it in laugh. him. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did a good laugh. Um, yeah. but I thought that scene seemed a little bit like obviously it was fan service. Yeah, I actually, while I think it's cool and a nice nod, I I wish they wouldn't have done it because. That's just what they did in Batman Begins. The yeah. calling card. It was the same it was the same beat. It was like somebody left you a card and it's like except we the difference is we actually see him in this one, but it's like okay, so you're gonna like make a cool movie and then leave me hanging with the promise of yet another Joker, but we've already had, in my opinion, pretty awesome Joker that now has kind of like okay someone else can do the Joker now that Heath Ledger has passed because I didn't want to see another Joker again for a minute you know mm-hmm. but now I'm just kind of like okay more Jokers let's go and they did it in the TV show quite a bit too it's it's interesting to think of a, of a reality where Heath Ledger got to keep playing Joker right and would we still have the same thirst for Joker if if the mm-hmm. if the quote unquote definitive Joker was able to continue playing that character yeah, that's a. I mean, I've I've thought about that several times too. Like, you know how it goes with celebrities. Like, once they pass away, or authors and book. You know, since like, you know, writing books and all that shit, people become more famous. 
not saying his performance was bad by any stretch. It was fantastic. Probably the best villain performance I've seen on screen. But yeah, it makes you wonder. What if that? What if he was a part of the third Batman movie? Yeah. For Nolan, the Nolan verse, that would have been pretty interesting because he he survived. He it wasn't like he died away. He was just hanging when that movie ended. Yep, he was just, just hanging, giggling away. He was like, okay, so yeah, it was definitely a, a a big hole in that franchise. I think it really derailed that franchise, honestly. Because how do you, even if he didn't pass away, how do you follow up the Dark Knight? I thought that movie was so fantastic for what he was trying to achieve with his vision. I thought that was the as good as it could get, you know. Right. Um. I th- yeah. I thought it. I thought it was. Yeah, we've seen that beat before. The promise of of a of a Joker, but I feel like, I mean, you know, yeah. just just like just like with the requisite, you know, firework, large scale spectacle at the end of the movie, it's like audiences almost, almost ha- have like come to expect nothing less than these certain things or like after credit scenes and like twists twists at the end yeah after credit scene and the promise of a joker and the and the you know looming threat yeah 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 it's pretty formulaic i gotta admit and i i thought this movie stood on its own without anything to like if joker didn't show up at all i would have i would have still had the same opinion you know yeah, it wouldn't have changed anything. No, and but I am excited to see this version of Batman continue. I'm not like, oh crap, we're trapped with this Batman for the next at least five years. I'm genuinely interested, and I'll tell you mainly less about Batman Bruce Wayne, but more about just the the villains. Like he just had such interesting takes on the Riddler and the Penguin that yeah, I want to see his Joker. I want to see his Mister Freeze. I want to see his court of owls or whatever they decide to do next I, I think he's got an interesting spin on these characters and i just i want to see him there's so many to choose from like who who's the next villain pair like if you had to guess who's coming up besides joker apparently mr freeze you think in matt apparently. reeves i mean that's the, the and if if the articles are to, are to be believed that's where his uh his interest is and that would be awesome because i'm a big mr freeze fan that's interesting. I was thinking of the Court of Owls comic book. I don't know if you ever read that one, but it seems like the most appropriate story arc to borrow from, which is basically a underground cult that's really been pulling the strings of Gotham politics and the you know the police force, and they've been doing it for like over a hundred years or something. Um, and it's called the Court of Owls, and they just basically live underground. And some of them like dress up like owls and fight Batman. <laughs> They're like ninjas and stuff. It's pretty cool, and it would fit in this universe really, really well with all the corruption and revelations about the Wayne family and the you know the building of the city and all that stuff. Right. Um, I'm down for yeah. I, I'd be interested to see them get a little more, a little more far out and fantastic. Get a Harvey started, Dent in there. Get a Harvey Dent in there. I mean, it seems like. What was it? Uh, Coulson was he the DA in this movie? Um, he got he got his head blown up. Yeah, he didn't so, make it. So I guess we get time for a new DA in Gotham. Mm, who could that be? Hmm. Lando Calrissian. Possibly, possibly, little Billy D. 
Billy D, get in there, boy. Um, so you liked this Gotham? I thought it looked it looked really good. It was well lived in, terrifying, gritty. I felt like we went all over the place. I felt like we got a you know the taste of the nightlife, a taste of the political scene, a taste of the apartments and the housing, and just the, I thought it just was very realized and very you know again grounded nothing super special but i i totally could feel the the heartbeat of the city and like the people in it and i felt really connected to this gotham yeah i th- i thought it was a it ranked i thought it was it was more evocative than than the nolan the nolan gotham oh, i wasn't totally. I, wasn't, I wasn't totally into that i i thought it looked a little bit too um nolan's gotham yeah yeah it was basically inception (laughs) yeah i just it it just felt a little bit too modern for me yeah too clean glass skyscrapers and stuff and clean city streets yeah um except except for in begins in begins it had had i felt like it looked a little bit more like what we saw here except this was this was on a larger scale right um, I just love the club scenes and stuff and like just the like the club beneath the club and the you know the seedy offices like it just felt very like just crime ridden and it was it was pretty pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and just uh, like yeah, just like spying in the windows of the apartment and watching, you know, Selena Kyle change in and like flip out of her apartment. I was like, oh man, look at that. Like the streets are just gruesome. Almost kind of like a Watchmen vibe, you know? I kind of laughed at that part though. When he was just, he was just like, peeping, peeping into her apartment. Yeah. Like what else are you going to do in a closet except take all your clothes off? He's kind of, you know, he needs to get out of that mansion. Right. Right. But they um, had, they had good chemistry. I think it, it worked and it didn't feel too pervy. It was a little pervy, but it was a little pervy. It was a little in, 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 but it, but it, it, it was on the right side of, of pervy. It wasn't, it wasn't, uh, like, like hollow man or something. Yeah. No, it was good. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I was curious. I didn't know where you would land. Cause I know you're not like the biggest fan of the Nolan stuff. And this is like kind of doubling down on it. Like at least if you had to put it tonally next to any previous Batman movie, I'd say the Nolan's movies come closest um but yeah i didn't know where you'd land so i think i think we're pretty pretty similar here liked it didn't love it enjoyed it great foundation want to see where it goes i'm i mean i'm i'm on board for it i'll look for i'll probably look forward to the second one more than i look forward to this one yeah i think now that they've gotten their sort of grittiness gritty gritty reinvention out of their system they can the feel world free building to, yeah they can feel free to um you know, if they're going to throw something like Mister Freeze in there, that's a little bit more fantastical and and sci-fi. Yeah, um, I think it'd be cool and, to see his version of like just some gearhead or something like creating these contract. I don't know. I don't know what spin he would take on this, but it could be cool. Yep. What do you mean of Mister Freeze? Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be super goofy or sci-fi. I think he's. They're going to make it practical. I think it'll be cool. If they do it, I, yeah. have, I have faith. Yeah. You want to see Killer Croc or Clayface or Man Bat or any of that crap? 
I mean, we've seen Killer Croc. I'd like to see Clayface, just like the sludge of the city coming together and fighting back. I don't think we're yet there yet, though. I think I think if we can do a Mister Freeze, and it and it works, and it clicks, then then we could go off and do a, a Clayface. A Clayface. I don't think it'll happen in a Matt Reeves movie, but I hope I'm wrong. That'd be cool. We'll go there, man. Do it. Egghead. Let's get some egghead. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot to choose from. And King Tut. We were supposed to get Deathstroke with the Afflecks. Remember, this was a Ben Affleck solo movie first, and he That's and right. he went through his family troubles and his alcoholism, and then he bowed out, and then Matt Reeves took it over and then said, hey, I want to do it my way, and totally scrapped all of that stuff. It was going to be Batman versus Deathstroke. With Joe Mange- Manganiello. That's right. Um, but that will never happen, at least not. Well, maybe it will, but probably not. I think Ben Affleck's last movie is The Flash, right? I believe so. I believe He's that out. is his Batman swan song. God, how are they going to bring Keaton back? What is this, how, how are you going to feel about that, man? I mean, I, I feel like I've already kind of worked through my feelings of, of, of uh, you know, the nostalgia, the multiversal nostalgia yeah. vehicle. And, you know, we got, we got a little bit of that with, with No Way Home. Um, a little bit. And we got Face a lot of that. Of with no way home. Yeah, we that got, movie we got... is just fan service. Yeah. Well, I mean, that this is this is that age. This is the age of of um, giving the fans exactly what they want with well, all their nostalgia. I don't know. This Batman movie feels pretty opposing to that Spider-Man movie, for example. I think they had very different approaches. Obviously, very different characters and very different movies and studios, but. I do appreciate that this one had a little bit more self-identity to it. It it did have familiar characters like Penguin and Catwoman, blah, 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 blah. But it didn't, like, rely on those, like, you know, like Daredevil showed up or the, the three Batman together. Like, you know, they they just, it was kind of refreshing to not have those sprinkled throughout, you know, like, just keep a sharp eye out for those cameos and stuff. It was just a really gritty kind of self-contained thing. Yeah. No, I, do, I, I give him credit for that. There's some you, restraint. You know, I always say about comic books, there's mainline. It's it's kind of like, you know, the movies are starting to borrow from this, but there's like mainline, like there's, the, there's Batman, there's Superman, there's X-Men, mainline ongoing comics. But then there's always these miniseries like, oh, just a six-part Batman story or a six-part X-Men story or a six-part Superman story. And I think DC does it best. And the best comics I read from DC are when they do that. They say, hey, we're not going to adhere to the main comic. We're just going to tell you a Batman story, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just going to give it to you. You kind of you get the drill. You know who Batman is. You, you know his history. Sometimes they delve into it deeper. Sometimes they don't. Um, and I think the movies are starting to do that with Joker and now Batman. They're not connected to anything. They're just their own thing. So I did appreciate that it wasn't DCEU related. <laughs> Yeah, I do too. Because I don't, I, do I don't know. I'm not super excited about the DC EU. Like, what do we have to look forward to besides maybe Flash? Because Batman's going to show up, but but I think I think with 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 Flash, they're kind of establishing that you know these these you know Pattinson universe and God. Affleck universe and Keaton universe can all kind of exist within Phoenix? the same the Phoenix verse. Yeah, they um, can't like the multiverse. Yeah, they have the fifty-two worlds or whatever. 
And yeah, these are right. they're building out their 52 uh, DC universes. So yeah, I get it. It's like insurance. Like if things go afoul, they can just start combining movie casts. Like get patent. Like whichever ones are the most famous will combine. Right. Do you wish the Phoenix Joker was a part of this world? No. No. Oh, because you hated that movie. I forgot. I didn't. You know, I didn't hate that movie. What? I didn't hate it. Well, I just didn't. It. You I didn't, didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't. I didn't love it. You didn't want it over for dinner. No, I probably wouldn't invite it over for dinner. No. Okay. Sorry. Hate's a strong word. Yoda taught me that, and I just forgot about it. Um. I. Uh, no. I mean, it. It. it I'm I'm down for an, I'm down for another Joker. <laughs> what another Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie? No, another another Barry Keoghan Joker. Joker. Well, you could have watched that crappy Joker from Gotham TV show that looked like a joke. Speaking of Joker, <laughs> did you see? Have you seen any of those episodes or seen screenshots? It's embarrassing. Yeah, I know about it. There's the he, there's like two different Jokers. There's like two brothers. One and like then, cuts a face off or something. One yeah, one has that like stretch stretched face. Oh my god. It's embarrassing to watch. Yeah, I didn't even fuck People with are like, That's my Joker. I was like, What the fuck is wrong with you? That's the horrible Joker. Didn't even fuck with it. Don't fuck and with that, it. And then they did Bane on that show. I remember seeing Bane <laughs> and being They like, did have a Whoa. good uh Riddler. It was kind of a sleek, more like classy version but actually i don't really know what i'm talking about i never fully watched that show it i watched it for a little bit when it first came out and then i would kind of watch clips here and there when big things happened but it was all i think it was all kind of trash yeah yeah it it felt all like trash to me i hate to say it but it wasn't good it wasn't good tv i can't disagree from what i saw of it which was which is almost nothing. So yeah, and this is coming from somebody that gave the CW DC verse a real, a real run for its money. Like I went, I watched at least four straight seasons of Arrow, at least three of Flash, Superman and Lois, Supergirl, even Legends of Tomorrow. I watched like two seasons of that. That is the swilliest of the swill. And I still watched two seasons of it. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me, man. So before I had a kid, now I I just like I just don't have time for that shit. I get it. I know you get it. Preaching to the choir. You haven't even gone down some of these rabbit holes I've gone down. No way. You you wouldn't touch Titans, and you wouldn't you you wouldn't touch any of these CW shows. No way. But I I can defend the first season of Arrow. As long as I live, it was good TV. It was fantastic. Stephen Amell. Yeah, it was. I'm telling you, as far as like DC TV goes, it was it was very very good, very gritty, very dark, very like mature, interesting characters, big plot twists. It it was really cool. But then it just kind of jumped the shark after maybe two or three seasons. I was I even quit. I just like and I thought I'd watch it till it ended. It had one year to go, and I still said, "You know what? I just can't, I can't do another twenty-four episodes of this show." So many didn't, fucking episodes. Didn't he be? Didn't didn't he like become the Flash or something? Don't they like swap roles? Um, 
I think there was like a Freaky Friday thing at one point. Yeah. But not really. Like, did I don't I don't know if that was just like a fun. Sometimes we'll just do like goofy episodes. You know, like they used to do with like X Files and stuff. It's like just kind of campy. What ifs a little bit. Speaking of what if, uh, what'd you think of uh, Commissioner Gordon? I mean, same as everybody else. I th- he got a ton of screen time. It was good. I think the only character, the Andy Serkis's Alfred, was okay, and I, I their relationship made more sense. Like the kind of hands offy, kind of from a distance, um, not really super lovey dovey, <laughs> but he was barely in the movie. Right. So it's kind of hard. I want to see more from him. Like, I think if they would have killed him off proper, that would have been a mistake because I didn't even care about him yet, you know? Right. Like, I was like, who cares? Who is this guy? He just, like, makes the beds. What is going on? And he sounds like Snoke. (laughs) Snoke. Because he is. is. Yeah. Yeah. He sounds like Caesar and Snoke and Schmeagel. It's funny you go Snoke, not like, actually, I don't know. I love Snoke, but... Smeagol, Caesar, cut above Snoke. Right. I think I think that can be said safely. <laughs> Makes a good toy, though. Yes, he does. Big old ring, big old gold ring from who knows where. Are we talking about Smeagol or Snoke? Snoke. I'm not talking about. Oh, okay. I know where the got, I know where the one got, ring they is. They both got rings. It's forged in the fires of Mordor. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I don't know where the Snoke's ring came from. Probably Mustafar. It's 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 supposedly obsidian from a Mustafar. I can oh, answer really? that confidently. Is it? Yeah, that's in the. Yeah. Uh, you bought those children's dictionaries or whatever. Sure did. Did you? No, but I flipped through them. Those are great. Yeah, I actually really like those books. I eyewitness eyewitness uh, style. Oh god! I've been fiddling with a battery this whole time, like just in my hands, and it's wait like, what? I don't know. Just, there's like dead batteries on my desk, and I'm fiddling with one, and uh, something juiced out of it on my hand, and it's burning me. I think it's uh, acid. I think it's acid. Uh oh! Seems like we're gonna get our uh, popcorn and soda, Harvey Dent. <laughs> yeah, just just the left side of my middle finger on my left hand. Blah. <laughs> Um, quick fun story. Yeah. When I was a kid, I used to fly um, to visit my dad in Florida by myself, and I had the original Game Boy at the time. So I bring the Game Boy on the flight with me, and uh, the back that holds the batteries, the you know the little clippy part, the plastic shelf thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost it, so I would just like squeeze the batteries with my fingers <laughs> usually. Or just like put something between my hand and the batteries while I played. Mm-hmm. And at least two or three of the batteries exploded mid-flight. Maybe due to the pressure. I don't know what was going on. But I got the batteries exploded on my hands and burnt my hands while I was in mid-air flying uh, from my Game Boy. It, Game Boy just like totally burnt my fingers. Damn. Yeah, it was brutal. And then years later, decades later, I was telling that story to a friend of mine who owned a video game store, and uh, he said he had an extra backer for it uh, in the back room, and he got me, and he gave it to me, and I brought it home and put it on the back of my Game Boy. It's complete again. No shit. Very therapeutic moment for me. 
I, the two things I've lost that I've regretted the most or missed the most was the back of my original Game Boy and, you know, the Power of the Force 2 Millennium Falcon? The, I do. The cockpit half circle? Yep. I, I don't know where it is. It's gone. I know it's in my house hmm. somewhere. I don't know where it would have gone, but I haven't been able to find it for decades. You talk about the 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 cockpit canop- canopy. Yeah, the little half circle dome thing. Yeah. I I I don't have it. It's not complete. Damn. I know. You got any extra ones rattling around? Uh no, but I'll keep my eye out for you, Jason. No, I'll just take yours. You just get, you just mail me the one you've got. And then in 20 years, I'll mail you it back. Uh, what if I'm dead? Then I'll keep it, obviously. It'll be mine forever. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> that sounds good. Well, you want me to put it in your grave or something? Yeah, but yeah, dig it up. Like, can you just put it in my uh, cold, dead hands <laughs> before I go down? Or you there. What are you doing there? Why are you digging? What are you digging for? Don't let him falcon Putting the Millennium Falcon canopy back in the back in his casket, man. Man, that'd be a good movie. Like two nerdy friends that argue over like something. Like it's mine. No, it's mine. And then one of them like is so stubborn he buries himself with it, and the other one digs his body up to get it. That would be a good movie. Sure would. Matt Reeves, if you're listening, do it. Do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Do it. Do it. No. You can't make me. Did you get all your uh, all your your Matt Reeves the Batman opinions out? Would you say? I think so. It it's one of those movies that I need. Like when I left the theater, I was in a very meh state. Um, it took me about a day and a half to let it sink in and appreciate the movie more. But end of the day, asking me now, I I like I like this one. Yeah, I liked it too. Um liked it yeah but i don't know like i don't know if i'll even rewatch it before the sequel comes out i I think i might it's like good maybe maybe i will i don't know yeah glad we got the foundation laid down let's let's move forward yeah for a movie that avoided the origin story as much as it did it still felt pretty origin story like the Mm -hmm. setup at the end especially with like the new state of the city clearing out the old like corrupt guard and now it's a playground for the villains to take over and Batman's gonna stick around so he can defend like it's very Batman's totally beginning you know right yeah and here we go again here we go so how many years are we gonna wait do you think two three I'm giving it three years we'll see another one three yeah what were the what were the gaps between in the apes movies the last two apes movies that'll be our sign how fast does reeves work i think those were like two years yeah something like that yeah well they delayed the flash so they could let this movie breathe i think right yeah right um that's all i got that's about all i got too jason that was the batman the podcast the popcorn and soda 2022 i think the next movie should be called the bruce wayne but that would blow the whole cover oh that's true you're right the penguin penguin well we're getting that officially oh yeah hbo show yeah 
Okay. Yeah. Why not? Why not? See what happens. All right, Adam Roth, I'm going to leave now and um, not rewatch the Batman yet. Same with me. <laughs>